Welcome to another podcast sermon. I trust that this message this morning would encourage you and just reinvigorate you and just bring you to that place of great joy and expectation in the Lord. You know, we've been going through some trying times and some tough times, especially with this whole corona and all the things that seem to be surrounding. And it just keeps going on and it seems like it doesn't end. But you know, the Word of God is there for a reason. It is there to give us and give us insight. It's there to give us insight into the things we cannot see. You see, when you can't see with your natural eyes, you need to see with your spiritual eyes. Amen. And that's what faith is. Faith is the spiritual force that allows you to see beyond just what your natural eyes can see. Faith is the sixth sense. It's a sense of the Word of God. It's a sense of God's presence in your life. And as we've been looking at faith for these last two weeks, I hope that you, you've come to understand that without a relationship with God and without a relationship with God's Word, it is impossible for you to be able to activate faith in your life. Now, as we look at faith this morning, the one thing that we need to, to look at is that faith is perfect, right? And there's nothing wrong with faith. Now, how do we as imperfect people, how do we as people who are emotional, how do we as people who have ups and downs use faith? And and one thing that, that I've seen is that when, when people don't have that that grounding in faith and when when sometimes you think that in order to express your faith you have to be this perfect being you somehow feel that you have to be superman you have to be you know infallible you have to always be at your best you have to always know the the most you have to always have this this external suit that that portrays you as someone who who never feels who never gets down who never has a day where he he doubts whether things are going to work out or not and and you know that's just an exterior that somehow people have thought that that's what faith looks like and what we need to realize is that Jesus Christ the God who created this word, the God who created you and I, he knows exactly how you work. He knows exactly how I work. And he knows that they are, the, the righteous fall, but the righteous get up again. And this is the important thing. You need to understand that the faith that you have received is the faith of the Son of God. The faith that you have received comes from the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is incorruptible seed. That's what the Bible tells us. It says that not one part of the Word of God will fall to the ground and return unto God in the same way. It won't be void. It will return to him with the change, with the result. And this is what we have to understand is that faith, the, the force of faith, it is not weak. The force of faith will not be changed by circumstances, but will change circumstances. And this is so important to realize. It's not about you and me. And what has happened over time is that some subtleties have just crept into our thinking and some some need to perform, performance need has, has kicked in and we've made it about us and we've made faith about us. And when we've heard testimonies and we've heard people present faith, it's all become about how good are you at, at expressing your faith. But what you must realize this is that faith in when it becomes about you is no longer faith. And hopefully in the last two parts that we've discussed is that you've realized when faith becomes about your performance and how good you are, it's no longer about faith now. It's more about your ability and what you are doing. And, and you know, you need to realize God is no respecter of persons. What God does for one person, he wants to do for another. And the reason why we don't receive these things is because we're more interested in what it looks like 
and acting out the, the, the picture of faith rather than getting involved in the real power of faith. So we need to move away from the appearance of faith. We need to move away from just the look of faith and we need to really understand what faith is. And so with that, turn with me to Luke chapter 24 as we look at, you know, what does faith look like? Amen. What does faith look like? So as we move away from just the the picture of faith and, and what it looks like, we need to understand what is real faith. And real faith is needed for difficult times. If you are not going through difficult times, then why do you need faith? You see, we've only used our faith for the good times. We're only using faith for what we're stretching for for the future. What about faith for today? What about faith for every everyday life? And as, as we've been discussing faith, I've mentioned to you before, and, and let me mention again, you know, we use our faith to to trust God for more money while we're living at the end of our money. Did you get that? We trust God for more money while we're living at the end of our money. And what we need to realize is that God is such a God of of the, the impossible, but he's also such a God of the practical. And while you are trusting God for more money and living at the end of your money, don't you also need faith because currently the faith is to say, God, give me more money than I'm currently making because I'm at the end of my money. But don't you also need faith to not only trust God for the more money, but don't you need faith to be able to say, the money that I do have, Lord, give me the faith to reduce some of the things I'm doing, right? What are some of the things that you're spending on that you don't need to spend on? What are some of the things that you're buying that you don't need to buy? What are some of the things that you that you that you can afford but you don't need to use that you don't need to have that level of extravagance? What are some of the things? Don't you need faith everyday life? Don't you need faith in everyday life to say, well, I'm going to delay some. Uh, I'm going to delay some of the gratification for today to extend my potential for tomorrow. Because if we eat up everything today, then you are eating up your potential for tomorrow, right? And so don't you need to be a little bit more conservative in your spending? Don't you need to be more um, more, more bold in your saving? So these are some of the things that we need to consider. If you're not able to reduce your lifestyle, it's because maybe you're not looking at faith correctly because you need faith to be able to say, I'm going to reduce my lifestyle today to enjoy some of the benefits tomorrow. And what we've been doing is that we just, we're just living a lavish life and we're living at the end of our money and saying, well, God will provide the excess and the extra that we need. And this is not the heart of God. God said, don't starve for yourselves on treasures on earth where moth and rust will destroy it. Now think about that. Why would God say, don't starve for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and the rust and all of these things are going to destroy it and then encourage you to keep pursuing and pressing for greater treasures. It just doesn't make sense. If he's saying where you where your heart is, that's where your treasure is, then why would he want to encourage you about earthly treasures that the rust and the dust is just going to eat it? Now, does that mean I'm saying to you, God does not want to give you good things? No, I'm not saying to you, God does not want to give you good things. I'm saying to you, God is also using your faith to see if you can delay gratification, delayed gratification. And I hope that you get that this morning, that sometimes faith needs to be applied to everyday life, to delay gratification, to maximize our potential for what we can and can't do. Amen. If you had that extra finances, what could you do? And some of that extra finances that you require and you need is tied up in things that you don't need. And so these are things that we need to get to and we need to understand. Now, faith, right? Perfect 
Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with the spiritual force that God has given to us. It comes from the word of God, incorruptible seed. But you know, when it comes to us, we're not perfect. So how do imperfect people apply something that's so perfect? Now, let's look at this, right? Now, in Luke chapter 24, this is after the burial of Jesus. And we know that they went to the tomb and they did not see Jesus. Now, in verse 13, it says, Now, the same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together, they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, what is this dispute that you are having with each other as you are walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. And the one named Cleophas answered him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? Now, this guy turned to Jesus who has the answer, but he turned to him and questioned him as, as if to say, I'm the one with the knowledge. How is it that you don't know? But yet this guy was the one who needed the knowledge. He was the one who needed the inspiration. Yet he's presenting himself as the one who is inspired. And don't we experience those things when we go through life? Sometimes we go through life and, and we don't seek the Lord's face, but we believe that we have the answers for what we are facing. But we need to realize that sometimes we have the answers relative to our experience, relative to our foresight, relative to our insight. And sometimes our foresight and insight is only relative to our experience. Now, faith goes beyond your experience. Faith goes to the experience of God. Faith goes to the knowledge of God. Faith goes to what God knows and what God doesn't know. And that's why faith is such a powerful spiritual force, because faith is the sixth sense that helps you to be what you can't be by yourself. Faith is a spiritual force that helps you to see what your knowledge and your experience does not allow you to see by yourself. And then he, then he in verse 19 says, what things he asked him. So they said to him the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people. Now remember when Peter said, you are the son of God. And, and Jesus said to him, man hasn't revealed this to you. Now look here, they're not saying, they're not talking about Jesus as the son of God. They're talking about Jesus just as the prophet powerful in action and speech before God and all the people because they are in a place of being discouraged. They they have questioned Jesus as the Son of God because they were not expecting him to die in the manner that they had seen. Well, they were not even expecting him to die. They were expecting him to rise up and overthrow the Roman Empire and all of those things and bring all of the things back that they thought in the way they were expecting it. They didn't understand the plan of God to do these things, but not in the way that they were expecting it to be done. And so it goes on to say, And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. So they were saying, well, we, we believe that he would do it. He, he didn't end up doing it. We were hoping that he was the one. Well, uh, it doesn't look like he was the one. And then he told us about the third day that he would rise again. And guess what? It's the third day. And so they're very discouraged. Now, here's the thing, right? Nobody expected Corona. And besides Corona, Corona, it's just not by itself. Corona has brought a whole lot of other complications with it, right? 
and or, or exposed other complications along with it. And so we are in a place where we feel discouraged. We are in a place where we feel like, where is God in this whole thing? And even the world is looking at it and wondering, well, how can God be real if, if Corona is present? Well, folks, we need to realize something. Faith is for the times of Corona. Faith is for the times that we are facing right now. And it is the faith of the Word of God. It's the faith of God. It's the faith of the Son of God that we can reach into the Word and we can reach beyond what we are experiencing right now. There's life past Corona. There's life beyond what you are going through right now. There's more to life than what you are experiencing right now. The the heartache and the pressure and the incredible uh, emotional struggles that you may be feeling and going through right now, you need to realize that the faith of God wants to push you past those things. Now, hold on. You have to go through this process. You have to go through this Emmaus walk. You have to go through this Emmaus experience of questioning God, of questioning where is God, of questioning who you are, of questioning what should have happened and didn't happen. You have to go through those emotions to realize that you've got to come to the end of your knowledge. You have to go through these emotions to realize you have to come to the end of yourself. You have to come to the end of your strength. You have to come to the end of your will. You have to come to the end of your knowledge. You have to come to the end of your inspiration. You have to get to the place where you have no inspiration. You have to get to the place where you have no emotions. You feel like you have no emotions left. You have to get to the place where you feel like you have no hope left. You have to get to the place where you feel like you have no strength left. Why? So that you can turn to God. Why? So when you do turn to God, you can realize that when I am weak, that's when he is strong. Amen. And this is what faith is about. When you get to the end of yourself, you find faith. When you get to the end of yourself, you find faith. Verse 22, moreover, some woman from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Now, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow you are to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Now, to us, when we read this, it it doesn't mean much. But you have to understand that Jesus is talking about the Messiah. He's he's referencing things in in, in, in the Jewish culture that would 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 point to to the Messiah is referencing things about Moses and the tabernacle and the prophets that would point to the to the Messiah and he's saying but you had information that pointed you to the Messiah you just didn't understand the details inside of that and this is so important that God has told you that the end of the matter is better than the beginning. That God has told us in his word about faith. He's spoken to us about faith. He's spoken to us about giving us a hope and a future and telling us that he has plans for us and giving us all the promises. You see, he gave us all the promises, but he didn't give us all the detail of how life was going to work out. You need to understand that when God gave us the promises from the beginning of time and told us all of his promises are yes and amen, do you think he did not see Corona? When he gave you all of the promises, do you think he did not see your present situation? When he gave you all the, pro- the promises, do you think he did not know how you would be feeling emotionally right now? Did he? Did you think that he did not know that you would be feeling like you at the end of yourself right, right now? You need to know God knew you would be where you are and still he provided us with all of these promises. It is not our job to question the promises in light of what we are going through. It is our job to say to what we are going through, speak to this mountain. What do you think the mountain is? You see, sometimes we 
go through life and we wonder, what do you think the mountain is? The mountain is that obstacle. The mountain is not just something only in front of you. The mountain is also something on the inside of you. The mountain is not just something that's standing in your way. The mountain is sometimes you in the way. And this is what we have to realize. It's your mind in the way. It's your emotions in the way. It's your experience in the way. It's all of your feelings and all of these things in the way. And so we need to realize that sometimes we have to use faith not only to cast the things on the outside out, but to get rid of the things on the inside that's holding us back. And this is the difficult part about faith. Not that faith is difficult, but it's a difficult part of us applying our faith to the situation. And it goes on to say, And they came near the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going further, but they urged him, stay with us because it's almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. It was as he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Note this, they recognized him when the bread was broken. So which means he was with them all the time, but they did not recognize his presence. Come on, somebody. They did not recognize his presence, not because it wasn't Jesus. It was always Jesus. How is it they did not recognize his presence? Because they were consumed by their circumstance. And when you are consumed by your circumstances, when you are consumed by what's going on in your head, when you are consumed about what's going on in your life, when you are consumed about how you're feeling, when you use all the things that you are feeling and going through and experiencing to determine where God is, you will be like these guys on that Emmaus road. You're not going to realize that God is right next to you, but you can't recognize him because you're asking God where are you in, 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 in light of the mountain that you are facing? Instead of looking to God and saying, here you are, Lord, and this is who you are. You are an ever-present help in my time of need. Hallelujah. You don't leave me and you don't forsake me. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are here with me. Hallelujah. And then you take that knowledge of who you know God is, and you take that knowledge of knowing that God will never leave you and he will never forsake you, and you look to that mountain and you say, mountain, be removed move from here to there and that mountain will be removed from you if you believe the things that you say and don't doubt in your heart and you believe that those things which you say comes from God's word and that God backs up his word with signs following it will happen for you here in closing I want to leave you with this in verse 30 it was as he reclined at the table with them how do we as imperfect people How do we as fallible people apply a faith that's incorruptible? How do we apply faith? How do we who are emotionally up and down and inspired one minute and not inspired and encouraged and not encouraged, how do we apply the word of God? Because it seems that we only want to apply the word of God when we feel like it. We only want to apply the word of God when we inspire to. But you need to realize that even when you don't feel like it, the word of God can work. You need to realize that even when you're not inspired, the word of God can work. You need to realize that when even when you don't feel like it, the word of God can work. Because faith doesn't work via your feelings. Faith works via your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And your spirit, man, always knows things that your feelings don't. Because your spirit, man, is way ahead of your, 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 your feelings and your emotions. Now note this. It was as he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him but he disappeared from their side. How do you express your faith while being a person who's an imperfect person? And it's a very simple thing. It's very simple. Communion is more than the wine and the bread. 
And when it says do this as often as you can, it's more than just the natural act of communion that you have to follow. Even though the natural act of communion is vital and it's important to us as New Testament believers. But what we need to realize is that communion is more than just a ritual and a ceremony. And to many that are just use communion in the ceremony fashion of the, 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 the wine and the bread, I'm missing the revelation of what Jesus Christ wanted us to understand with regards to communion. And so when, we break, when he broke the bread, when he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to them and their eyes were opened, this is fellowship with God. Amen. This is not only fellowship with God, but this is fellowship with God with the understanding of what Jesus Christ has done. If you don't understand and share in what he has done, and that's it right there, you have to understand what Jesus Christ has done and you have to share in what he has done. And how do you share in what he was done? You share very simply, he was made weak so that you can be made strong. He was made poor so that you can be made rich. He was made sickness so that you can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And as you fellowship with Jesus Christ through his word, and as you understand what he has done for you, your faith grows stronger. Your faith grows stronger because you realize it is not up to you and who you are for faith to work. It is up to you to understand and realize who Jesus Christ is for your faith to work. God bless you.